Welcome to First and 15, the show that takes you around the UK flag football scene. Sponsored by Nuola, your customised sportswear supplier. Alright then, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Way We HNC It. Um, we are lucky enough to, today to be joined by um, a man who is the heart and soul of the Carnegie flag football team. He is the mastermind behind the live streaming of Winter League and he is about to lead his team as quarterback into the HNC Premiership. It is, of course, Stuart Anderson. How are you, sir? Good evening. Uh, yeah, yeah, pretty good. Um, kind of everything's tied up after the Winter League at the weekend, actually. So I've actually got a night off tonight. So, oh, yeah, fan- not too bad. Fantastic. Fantastic. Um, Winter- yeah, we'll start with Winter League. It's obviously been... Um, a great, a great start for the season and a great development league for those who aren't familiar with it. Do you want to tell them a little bit about what Winter League is up here in the frozen north? Yeah, of course. Well, how it really started off was um, when I first came to Carnegie, we never really had a sort of winter training session. We know what the weather's like in Scotland. Most of the time, it's brutal. <laughs> like, you, yeah. don't, yep. you don't want to go outside. You, you get onto grass and it's frozen. You go onto AstroTurf and it's frozen. And the rain and snow's horizontal. So we went, used to play in, in indoors, but it just if you had a little fall or you know you had a wall, and even the first person I met, um, Christopher Bailey, actually ran to a wall and like scarred his eye up, and we're like, yeah, we need to do something about this. So it was last season. It was kind of just a just an idea, really. You know, c- could we do something over the winter that was structured and organised? And so we kind of we started off with uh, the Kirkcaldy Bulls. Uh, Glasgow Hornets ourselves and a team of misfits led by Julian um, and then from that obviously spurred on to this season where we continue using the Orion but we, we kind of transferred it into more of a development team you know we were using using it for development of players using it for you know training as such you know in a, in a safe and uh, nice environment so having the Orion to sort of run well 10 games in three hours is you know giving guys a lot more game time than we would typically have over the winter um, and it's you know it's game like we're running by the rules you know introducing the brand new two two extra point uh, rule into there this for this weekend and it's now given everyone that platform to play over the winter so um, yeah so far it's been really positive the feedback we've got from it's been immense to the point where you know teams are upset that they never got invited this year so um, so let's hope we can maybe you know think about something else for next season and just to keep improving every year but no, it's been good. That's been so far this year. It's been it's been excellent. The competition levels have been, you know, fairly fairly good too. So, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, there's quite a, a tight bunch um going into that final final week. Um, there's was it three three teams with a all within a game of each other. Yeah, um, Killer Bees on twenty two points, Carnegie on twenty three, and Silver Cats on twenty four, with four games left to play uh, each. <laughs> So Fantastic. and all against each other, and course, all against each other, yeah. So the, I think the first game of the day is is Carnegie <laughs> Killer Bees and streamed as well. Is, is say that again, sorry, um, even the first game, the first games are Carnegie versus uh, Killer Bees. First game of the day, um, that, that has really set the tone for you know either Carnegie going on to push the Silver Cats or Glasgow going on to push the Silver Cats and Carnegie maybe not making it. Um, so uh, it's. Even from the get go on Sunday, and that that Sunday, the twenty fourth of March, uh, the live stream will be interesting. Yeah, for sure. Um, hopefully, the uh, 
the big games end up on the pitch it's being recorded. Uh, hint, hint. We'll uh, we're working, we're working on it. We're going to try and get two fields covered this time. I've got a, a bit of YouTube and a bit of Facebook live streaming on the go. We think, but uh, oh, fantastic! I'll get I'll get my technical skills out for that one. My IT skills. <laughs> yes, absolutely, absolutely. Well, I can't think of anyone uh, more more qualified for that. So coming out of um, winter league, obviously it's predominantly. Um, teams that are in Division 1. Um, you guys were in Division 1 last year, um, tore the division apart and have moved up into the Premier League this year. Um, how do you see Division 1 playing out with all of the um, the games that are happening in Winter League now and how do you think that's going to affect um, the the standard of playing Division 1 throughout yeah, the next year? It's actually an interesting question. I was actually just talking to one of our, one of our players, Ross Dawkins, last night about this. And we just got talking about the standard of play and, you know, the, the different teams that are coming into it, you know. Um, I, I, to call it, it's really hard. Um, I, I'd like to take, you know, looking at the start opening off with the winter flag teams, you know, we look at the improvements of the Silver Cats. And my eyes are about this sort of two or three players from that belong in the Oil Cats team. You know, they're your Eli's, I think you've got Andy Keith, uh, Jamie Bennett, arguably, you know, a backup QB to Scott. It's not a bad backup to have. So, um, as and Cameron as well, young Cameron. Yeah, we Cameron. Yeah. So the the Silver Cats, I'd probably say I'd be putting them kind of in the race for you know being near the top. But don't discount like the Killer Bees. The Killer Bees have been playing really well this season. Where the the losses in the Winter League have only been by like a score. Like it's not like big massive blowouts. So the Killer Bees have kind of shown their face too. So I definitely see from just the Winter League experience, those two are going to be at the forefront. But, you know, I can't, and I'm, the one conversation I got into was imagine the Sabres. Um, I know they've rebranded new strips, you know, they'll be looking to kick off the season with a bang. So um, last season, I think it was Patrick Foreman. He was, he's been there for a while now and, you know, he seems to be getting the, the guys rallied and I think um, their QB name eludes me off the back top of my head it'll come back to me later on after I'd imagine but the QP the Sabres you know he's again he's been playing with that lot a long time now you know it's a core unit has been together for probably a couple of years now so they're they're going to be improving so I definitely see it'll be between probably the Silver Cats the Killer Bees and the Sabres probably pushing to win that one I think um, but if I were to go winners probably Silver Cats and then that kind of brings me on to the teams that are not in it, though. You know, the other ones like Renfrewshire, the Raptors. You know, Flag and Ironman, they look good. You know, there there are two teams in there. They had uh, a young, what I would call a young group, and an experienced group uh, with the older guys. But that that young group, there, you know, they look very inexperienced. You know, very young, but rather athletic. So get get the ball in those guys' hands, make them make plays. Um, they they could do some damage. Um, we definitely did get ruffled in one game in Division One. You know, we never got all our easy way. You know, Neil was able to kind of do his thing. Um, but I think the first half of our Spartans game that we played last year, or now the Raptors, yeah, it was a, it's a tighter affair than most people probably expected, and not many people will see that from the end of the scoreline. So if they continue to improve as well, we could see them being there. Um, you know, just can't discount the Colts, Andy Brown. If he's in the starting lineup, they'll put points on the board. But we worry probably about their depth. I, I don't know how much you know deeper the Colts can go uh, with a lot of their key talent being obviously in the Broncos team. So um, I don't know. And with last one, obviously with Lothian, 
just coming back and into the league. We can see in the Winter League, they are getting closer. You know, they are putting points on the board now. Uh, defensively, they're getting their hands to the balls for like tips and interceptions and deflections. So, yeah, I, I don't see the Chargers kind of doing sort of top of the table, but maybe picking up a couple of wins by come the end of the season. Um, well, you never know. But the Division 1 this year, I think it'd be a lot more competitive, you know, than maybe what it was last year for like, Carnegie's standpoint. You know, we kind of did beat a few teams by quite a lot of points, all thanks to Mr. Arnold. So, yeah, just gonna, I think, yeah, top three or four, three, four wins in it, I don't think it'll be much um, from yeah, what we've I, seen I so far. I definitely think I'd go with you. That I think the um, the Raptors are quite an interesting Why? case because if you keep an eye on their Instagram, they seem to be, you know, on AfterTurf a couple of nights a week um, and, yeah, work, working pretty hard. And like you say, at, at Flagging Ironman, they pushed a couple of teams mm-hmm. yeah. um, from out, you know, from obviously outside Division One. They pushed them. The Killer Bees, I th- I think, are possibly the most improved team. They they gave they gave us a right scare um, in a um, at flagging Ironman um, with our with our team. Um, Greg, I'm sure you'll agree with that one. Um, you know that came down to the last, the last minute of well, the last play. That's just just about of that game for us to es- escape. Um, yeah, absolutely. I think um, Derek Frost has obviously shown a lot of sort of growth um, with getting obviously the game time within Division One and uh, Winter League. So it's uh, it's been quite impressive to see how how he's came on, and it was really intelligent the way he managed to to keep the ball safe against us. Um, really impressed. Yeah, he's he's improved improved a, a huge amount, um, and he's he's good fun to watch play, and he makes good decisions. I definitely, I think I'd agree with what you've you've said there, uh, Stuart, in the fact that the the top of the table um, in Division One come the end of the season is pretty much potluck. There's yeah, more than half of that division could rightfully come in and say we're going to win it this year. Yeah, it, uh, it happened last year as well. Um, everyone beat each other. It, it just made our job that even more easier, um, that they were just picking up wins after each other. And that's what, exactly what's going to happen this season as well. But I, I, again, coming back to Derek Frost, you know, the consistency of now having one quarterback there, that'll make a huge difference. You know, last year, they were kind of toying between two of them. Um, I think it was Alistair um, and it was one or the other. So having that one quarterback with consistency, you're right, Greg, with the Winter Flag League, that consistency and drive is just going to make him, you know, um, excel at that position and, and blend more with his players. And they're in a good program, you know. The, the stuff that they learn there is, you know, transferable from the Hornets. We know how good a setup that is. So I think, yeah, definitely Killer Bees will be there or thereabouts come the end of the year. And the Sabres QB now came back to me is Jarrett. He would get it eventually. Yes, Jared. yeah, he he's you know very consistent as well. You know, he just needs the pieces around him, and uh, they could do some damage. But they've been a bit quiet in the off season. They've had a couple friendlies. I'm sure they did not just beat the Killer Bees. Um, uh, yeah, they had, a, they, had a, they had a day with the Bees and the Spartans, uh, Raptors, sorry. We'll get it right one day, yeah. But um, yeah, yeah. So they've, they've yeah, been they, they, very quiet. A bit. I did Hello? not catch that at all, Greg. You're no, I was saying... just saying, um, Stuart was saying there that um, the Sabres have been a bit quiet this off-season. I believe their social media has started to come alive. Yeah. 
um, with uh, signs of a new kit. Yes, bright yellow. So that's Indeed, good. Yes. That's good. Considering a lot of the um, a lot the the in vogue of the Scottish teams at the moment outside of Carnegie seems to be going kind of darker. Um, so having a bright yellow kit definitely makes the referee's job easier. Um, so I'll be excited to see what they what they look like as a uniform fan. Um, <laughs> um, so so yeah. Um, okay, so three. If we just talk a little bit about um, the excellent season you guys had last year with um, Neil coming back to the club and going all the way to the Division One um, final, the yeah. overall the national final. Um, that must have been a pretty wild ride for for you guys. Um, well, that's that's one way to put it. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it kind of last season was the first year as well that uh, we actually came together as a club. You know, previously, as we probably all know, the Carnegie had been like the Thunder, the Renegades, the Steelers. You know, there'd be names. And what we wanted to try is get a, a bit of uniformity, a bit of sense of direction of you know what are we doing? You know, let, let's really put a bit of effort into this and let's make that decision to go with one team really push, you know, push what we can do as a club and, and really show what we can do. And right from the get-go, you know, getting buy-in from uh, Neil Arnold to, to have that motivation to, to want to come back and play as well uh, was great for us. You know, one of the, probably the thing that we learned the most, you know, not talking about the games in the league though, so far, but you know, just having that one, you know, extra person training is the, the will to win, you know, wanting to win, you know, you train to win. Um, and, and it just changes the way which we all seen training. You know, we never ever spoke back to him, you know, like they'd probably do to me. Uh, tell me, oh, just shut up, Stuart. But, you know, if, if Neely spoke to you, you know, you listened and you took it on board and it really made us all better, whether that's on offence or even on defence. He was able to read things that we just never saw. Um, so it was a really good perspective on the game to have him here, uh, get him involved. But we had like Stevie Bramwell, Bob Wiley, obviously John Guthrie is a previous Bulls player. A lot of Bulls guys were, you know, in and around training throughout the whole of last season. And that really helped us. So when we came to game days, you know, the, the Division 1, arguably, yes, we were, you know, Neely's played against competition. It's, I don't know how to ex- not be disrespectful to the teams that we played, but, you know, you're talking about the teams that Neely's played over the years and the Brit Bulls that he's won. He's played against some incredible teams, you know, put in big bowl as well. You know, teams he's came across there and teams that he scalped, you know, nearly beaten Mass Flag two years ago. Um, and the only team that really gave them a game was the Bulls. So to come back and play against, you know, the, the teams in Division 1 last year, I think it was maybe, you know, it was really good for Neil. But also, you know, it really aided us to, you know, want to win, be the best, train better, to put us in the position that we are in today. You know, we are competitive. We have got the players around us. We've got the structure that we need. That all stemmed from last season. Um, so as we went through the season, yes, we it kind of progressed. The scorelines fairly stayed the same, um, but it was really when it came down to the, you know, the championships um, that we it really kind of came to light. You know how good and how competitive we actually were. Um, a lot of people were unsure, you know, um, about you know the comp- uh, the competition level, especially the first game against the Bedford Blackhawks. Um, a lot of people don't really write much about Bedford, you know. And in our report, when you look back at the game, a lot of people seen us. Oh, we we wiped the floor. Tell you what, that Bedford game wasn't easy. Um, that first half, I think we were only up a score. Uh, they were running us close, very close. Uh, I think they actually went up one score on us. Let's not, and it wasn't me, the guy passed over, honestly. 
Um, uh, that's how they went up a score first. Uh, I'll, I'll say nerves got the best of me. Um, uh, but yeah, the first game against Bedford was really tough. You know, we, we kind of slogged that one out. And again, we kind of relied on Neil's experience for that one. Um, and then we moved on to the Trojans game. Again, no idea like, who they are. We, ha- we have played the, some of the Welsh teams before going to the past, like the Exeter Falcons. We've, we've came across them before. We've played Cardiff and Friendlies. Um, than at a tournament, so we know you know of the competition level. So to beat the Trojans uh, by the score that we did was quite surprising. But I'll be honest, we we you've maybe spoke about Cal Nickel uh, in the past, but that boy came alive. Like that, that was the the development of him from you know, only starting maybe three months before to then showcasing against the Trojans was just unreal. But to get that bit that from Cal took all that experience from Division One build it, build it, build it, to put them in that position to want to succeed and be successful uh, with our club. So yeah, this, the quarterfinal and the semi-final were you know, two very different games. Um, the, the people discount the fact you know, that the level was, the Bedford were a really good side and the Trojans, you know, we probably just got the better of them that day, but we were probably the best competition they came up against last season. So I'm actually quite interested to see how the Trojans will go on this season uh, against obviously better competition too, uh, just like ourselves. Um, I'm not sure if there's anything I need to say about London Smoke, is there? <laughs> um, um, they, they have they have quite rapidly become one of the most well-known teams, um, yeah. Um, kind of in the in the UK scene. I'm sure that a lot of people from down south knew who they were a long time before any of us did. Yeah, um, like we, I know for me personally, the first time I came across them was it was at um, flagging Ironman last year, and that was the first time that I'd met them. And it's not something that I'm going to forget anytime soon. Um, no, and especially when they put up a scoreline of like 70 plus points in Flag and Iron Man this year in a 12 minute half game. That yeah. is just ridiculous. The, the guys are super talented. We all know they've been playing longer than their, their league status shows. So, yeah, going into that game, we kind of knew what to expect. Obviously, there's not really any video footage. We can't really scout them. There's, it's really hard to get information about them uh, throughout the season. So going into the final, you know, it was, we kind of knew roughly what to expect. You know, we'd, we'd already had played them at Kingbow uh, last year in the final, although that wasn't much of a Carnegie squad. You know, we had a few Broncos in there, an outlaw, you know, um, a Glasgow Killer B, you know, we had a few a few bodies. Um, we knew roughly what to expect. We know they're key guys. So going into the matchup, it was just kind of trying, keeping contention till the end. You know, Neil's a, Neil Arnold really is a smart player and, you know, he guided us through that game step by step by step. Yes, there was a few bad decisions. I think the pick six very early. Um, there was another interception close to the end of the game. But we ran them close. Um, and that, that kind of gave us, you know, a lot of positives to take from that too. You know, really, we were the only team to push them that year. And if you look at any games that the Smoke have played since, how many other teams have got that close to them? A, a handful. <laughs> it's not that many, so... Yeah, although we could come up short, I think it was six points we ended up getting beat in the end. I tell you what, that was to play in, probably the best game I've ever played in. Um, and it, it was really good fun. We really enjoyed it. So, yeah, sad to see that we can you know, come up short, but um, we still gained our promotion that we were, ideally, you know, that, that was our primary goal and anything else would be a, would, would be a bonus. So, that was good. It was good, but we really, we really enjoyed that one, guys, so. Good. I mean, it was it was uh, obviously we were on the on the sideline for the for the final. Um, it, it was uh, it was an absolute absolute cracker to to watch. Um, and we were definitely hoping to see a 
a national champion come out of out of Scotland. Um, but um, no, you guys were definitely a, a that was a, a very interesting day for you guys. I think when as we were arriving, you guys were in the middle of your your game against Bedford, um, and then yeah, all the way to the all the way to the final. Um, obviously, this year the big omission for you guys is that um, Neil will no longer be be with you. So, how do you guys look forward to um, the HNC Premiership this year? Yeah, it's something that yeah we could, we could have maybe planned for a bit better. <laughs> um, <laughs> when we came to the, the last game week, we we, we kind of had a feeling that Neil, you know, was was ready to hang up his boots and he gave his his final farewell. Um, will he be back? Who knows? <laughs> yeah. um, he's still going to be involved with training. You know, we ha- we have spoke with him. Um, he is kind of busy at the moment, but we are we are intending to get him in. Obviously, with you know, it took a little while to you know nail down who our quarterback was going to be for this season. Um, you know, John was to, kind of looking at myself. You know, where Ross Dawkins, you know, was the QB for uh, Renegades, uh, not last season, but the year before. We had Fraser Reed. You know, we had Greg Reed. So we had a lot of players that were, you know, were you know in, had the interest to be quarterback. So it's only recently we kind of had that decision about who that was going to be. Should we've been planning? So say, should we have planned earlier? Yeah, arguably we should have done. Um, last season, I did get a few. Uh, backup runs, you know, I, I think I got the second half against the, the Silver Cats and the second half against the Colts, uh, both at the last game day. Was that enough to sort of, you know, learn and experience from Neil? Maybe not. Could could we have done a bit more? You know, looking back in hindsight, you know, we could have done things maybe a bit better to to harness that experience and, and guide us through this year. But no, it's all right. You know, we take it up into so. You know, we, these are lessons learned. You know, we it's not like we didn't learn anything. Um, so we've still got to put in a better place. So. So going forward, yeah, Neil's... Imagine that if you manage to get Neil along to training, that will still be a massive tool for yourself then, being able to kind of run a few things past him and even for the younger players within your squad as well to be able to tap into that knowledge. Yeah, that, that's exactly it, Greg. So the intention is is to, to have Neil along as many training sessions as we can and we'll just keep harassing him, basically, um, <laughs> to, to come to training. It's like, come along, help us. Um, so we'll keep harassing him. We'll see if we get him along to a few. He's coming to our next uh, set of friendlies. I think it's on the thirtieth of March. Uh, I'm sure we play like Newcastle. Uh, they're coming up to play. I think we've got the Killer Bees coming across, possibly the Outlaws. Um, I can't remember who's all coming to that game, dude. But he's coming to help us with that. You know, to take a look at us and see how we're developing. And with a few weeks left to go until the start of the season, you know, that could be very vital intel to kind of help not just myself at quarterback. You know, the things I should be looking out for. Um, because that's been a steep learning curve for me, you know, just you know, reading the field, understanding who I go to and when, and um, I just trying to look back on his knowledge, you know, to to what he taught me before at training. So, yeah, getting him along that'll be ideal. And then, you know, you think about guys like Brandon and Callum, uh, Chan at centre. You know, we've got, we've got a lot of key pieces there that you know are still young. You know, well, minus Chan, obviously, but uh, you know. <laughs> Uh, so he's, he's, he looks a young man, but yeah, Chan's one of our key guys at centre. You know, everyone learned from him last season, uh, and that's the thing. It could stem from our more experienced guys to our younger guys. We all learn from, you know, these kind of players, uh, whether it's through tournaments that we play other players of experience, uh, or we, you know, it comes from our own uh, with our with our Neil Arnolds of the world. It's all beneficial. So yeah, we'll we'll try and get him along to training as much as we can this year, and uh, see if we can, you know utilize that and maybe you can get some classroom sessions some x's and o's and uh, that could that could help us all too oh, x's and o's with neil arnold that would be there you go 
that, that sounds as if it's almost going to be a feature for you, Bez. X's and O's with Neil Arnold would instantly become one of the most viewed flag football videos on the entire internet. Let's make it happen. Like, <laughs> like, like the yeah the air the what is it the American flag football can move aside with their videos of dips. I want to hear Neil Arnold break down I... break down defenses. <laughs> let's let's get them in. Let's get them in. Yeah, yeah, find, find a classroom and live stream that. I can guarantee you'll break the internet that way. Right, let me know. I'll make it happen. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, thank you for that, Stuart. So That's before fine. we before we let you away, we've got one. We've got a game to play with you. That's right. So it's called it's called eight downs for a score. So you've got you're going to answer eight rapid fire questions with the first answer that comes into your head, and then. Once you've scored, you can go for one extra point for a kind of easy question, um, untimed, or you can go for two for a slightly uh, stronger question. Nice, nice. Okay, sounds good. Sounds simple. So just it's relatively simple. All the questions are here. Most of them are about flag football and things you are extremely knowledgeable about. Um, well, with with one wild card. Okay. <laughs> you, 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 couldn't, you couldn't have expected to try and get through this without a wild card from. Ah, a wild card of some description, and then something about rules is all I'm worried about right now. So. <laughs> oh, rules questions. Rules questions would be great. Any future future uh, guests are definitely going to get um, eight questions on obscure rules. <laughs> you've, you've escaped this one. I Thank, didn't think of that. Fantastic. I'm glad. I'm glad. Give that to another coach or a ref, or a ref. You know. I will. I definitely will. Um, so, if you'd like to be quest, if you'd like to be grilled on the rules, then get in touch, and we'll uh, see you in the comments section. Um, okay. Question one: Who has the best uniform in Division One? Raptors. Raptors. Okay. Um, your favorite Division One team to play against last year? Um, Silvercats. Silvercats, your least favourite away day in Division 1 last year? Away day? Um, probably the worst. This, it's hard the to worst say. travel. <laughs> well, luckily, we didn't have to go to Aberdeen, so I'm going to have to say Sabres, uh, Centre of Edinburgh. Oh, yeah, okay, that's fair. Yeah, okay. Um, who is going to win the Premier League this year? Glasgow Hornets. The HNC, the Glasgow Hornets. Okay, um, who is going to be the best player, the MVP of Division 1 this year? Oh. Uh, I'm going to go for Andy Keith. Andy Keith. Okay. Um, your favourite single play of 2018? Uh, I know we got beat, but the in the finals, uh, Neil threw me an option pass, which I threw to Cal Nickel for the touchdown. Oh, that's a good play. I'll take that one. That's a good play. Okay, question seven. Uh, what flag football related thing are you most looking forward to in 2019 going to slovenia um i think that we've never i've never been to slovenia before so going over there to hearing about we're going to get a goodie bag with socks i'm in (laughs) yeah fair fair that's a great that's a great bonus for any tournament isn't it oh yeah um okay number eight mr anderson what is your favorite dinosaur Uh, it has to be tyrannosaurus Tyrannosaurus, (laughs) you've seen those small arms Definitely a homer there. That's a homer yeah. answer. He knows. Definitely a homer question. <laughs> like he knows, he knows his audience. He knows his audience. <laughs> uh, okay, that is all eight downs. Would you like to go for XP one or XP two? Let's go for two because that that, for, that, that matters. He's going for two. He's going for two. Okay. Um, 
you can pick any player in either division in the HNC who doesn't play for Carnegie to come and join your team. Who do you pick? Division one or Prem? Yeah, any team. Any HNC player. And we want some reasoning as well. Yeah, sure you're working. I think this is actually a fairly simple one. I think I've got two names in my mind, but I have to go with Gary Elliott. Imagine me throwing to Gary Elliott and Cal Nickel. <laughs> I honestly can't think I, of anyone else playing defense on them. I don't really want to, to be honest. You'd have to double cover both of them. I think so. So I think my first, my brain goes, oh my God, pick Gary Elliott. He is unbelievable. Um, <laughs> the amount of passes he's picked off from me, the amount of touchdowns he's ran past me, those hips are just unreal. And that beard is just great. So um, I'm taking Gary. I think a close second, I'd, I'd probably have to pick Jules. Um, I've played basketball with Jules for years and played against him, but I'd like to get him back in a Carnegie uniform just for old time's sakes. Um, I, I think he would really aid us and having Michelle and Jules in the same team, I think that would be quite uh, quite good for us as a club too. But... Oh, it's like a, that'd be like a romantic comedy just waiting to happen. I think it will. <laughs> <laughs> so those are my top two. If you've picked the HNC, those are definitely the two players I would I'd be. But Gary Elliott, hunt number one, uh, okay. hunt, no doubt. Yeah, fair enough. Um, well, being a bunch of Aberdeen players, we probably won't argue with him with that and just say that you can't have him. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> worth a try, worth a try. We're always, always worth a try. Love the effort. Um, do we do but, trades? Um, thank you. We're <laughs> <laughs> looking to do trades, right? That's a thing. I'm sure, I'm sure you'd have to talk to Mr. Michael Scott about that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, your, he's your guy. I'm not sure he'd be very happy if I authorised any trades. Okay, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> cool. Well, I just want to say thank you very much for joining us, um, Stuart. That's been a huge amount of fun. Um, thank you, Greg, for checking back in on your during your gym sesh. It's much appreciated. It, it's not really turned into much of a gym session, I will be honest. <laughs> um. And yeah, so thank you very much, guys. And we will HNC you later. That wraps up this episode. Find us on Facebook at First and 15 Podcast. Give us a like to keep up with all of our shows. Also, check out our sponsor, Nuola, for all your customized sportswear supplies.